0: Welcome to the True Exact Show. I'm joined here with Eric, Ray, and a special guest
1: here, mentalist, illusionist, Wayne Hoffman. Now, if you've never heard of Wayne Hoffman, I don't know where you've been. You've probably been under a damn rock. I don't want to curse because I don't know if you're like one of these family-friendly guys or anything. Got great hair though, man. That is some solid hair gel going on. Now, how we know Wayne Hoffman is, so for the background, in 2005, for my graduation party at high, Well, let's go back to August. My cousin Billy had him at his birthday party in July of like maybe 05 and you performed there. All right. In a uh, Flemington, New Jersey. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like you were performing all his tricks. I go, you know what? I want him at my graduation party. So when I told my friends, they were like, you're having a mentalist illusionist," and they were all floored when you we were doing tricks to where I actually texted my friend, Sean, tonight, I go, I'm having a Wayne Hoffman on. He goes, Oh my God, I love that guy.
0: So
2: oh, that's
1: people cool. still remember you from 15 years ago. My Year brothers later. kept in touch with you and we are honored to have you on and it's cool. You never forgot where you came from, man. And yeah, he, you had, you had, you accepted us and decided to come on. So tell us about how you gotten into magic, what you're up to now, man.
2: Yeah. Wow. So yeah, that's going back. Oh five is when, yeah. when I, when I first got involved, but uh, yeah, so, so in a nutshell, I started my career just, it wasn't a career. It was something I just liked to do uh, back in the day as a young kid, I liked doing magic. I found mm-hmm. anything mysterious, fun, you know, uh, card tricks and aliens and crop circles and the pyramids of Egypt and ghosts and all that. So I found a magic shop in, in my hometown where I grew up. I grew up in Reading, Pennsylvania. Yep. And I went to a magic shop called the Mingus Magic Shop. And I walked in this, this shop having no idea what's going on. And the guy behind the counter, who's also named Wayne, ironically, he started showing me some tricks. And I'm like, wow, this is great. So I did that as a, uh, As a hobby, probably for a good five years just for fun and then people started to say, hey, I'll pay you to come to my party and do this and I'm like, pay me. You know, I just do this for free. And uh, one thing led to another. I started performing professionally studied psychology at a university blended that into the show. So now that's really taken over my whole uh, show and I do psychological stuff. So yeah, that's kind of how things got started. And then from there. I don't know what happened. I guess a lot of luck uh, and and some hard work, and you know, I got an opportunity to start traveling all over the world and do it. So the
3: word of mouth, the word of mouth really helped. Oh,
2: that's it, man. You you know, I think that's that's really what got it going. Like if I show somebody something and their head explodes, or I read their mind and they're just like freaking out, you know, they're gonna maybe talk about that and share the love and let people know that I exist and. Or if they see me at a party, you know, and they're like, "Oh, this was cool. I want this at my party," you know, kind of like what yeah. you just said. Bro, yeah, that, put that's, this that's,
1: into perspective. At eighteen years old, people are having graduation parties with kegs and whatnot. Not anyone I knew, but you know, just throw it out there. I literally <laughs> was like, "I want a mentalist illusionist there." So that's <laughs> a big sacrifice. <laughs> like that's think about awesome.
2: That. So, that's awesome Good for you because think about this. Like, who's doing that? Anybody could go drink a beer. You know what I'm saying? Like to do something that people are going to remember and yes. not, not just me, anything you could do any, any wild stuff. and and, and as long as it's different i'm a big believer in that man step outside of the box a little. i have to preface that too
1: i am a big kid and i actually didn't start drinking until i was 19 so sorry about that but regardless (laughs) you did great you did great do you remember that day at all do you
2: actually remember it or no you know what i'll be honest brother i've done thousands and thousands of shows so i couldn't tell you any details however if you said something or said you did this where this girl thought of this and you figured it out or did this or if you mention stuff, I, I'll go back and it'll it'll trigger the memory. Well, you so, had the wow.
1: you had the spiked hair. I oh, remember.
2: Yeah. yeah, I was a Backstreet Boy back then. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, had to kill that. Yeah, and the, the soul one, patch. Yeah,
3: the one thing I always remember was the the soda can that like just blew everybody's mind. Oh boy. yeah,
2: that's one my that's one of my heavy hitters. I love that one, and I actually turned that that was a something that I turned into the closer of my full stage show that i tour with it's just a quick trick but i think now the story that i tell with it really kind of makes that one hit hard yeah it's well
3: that's g- what made you stand out a lot too from all these other guys was like the stage presence you're you're you, you almost have like a way to pull people in with the way you present your magic and then uh, where yeah. they become part of it where they're in interested and then you just blow their minds like that
2: you know what that's a good point and i'll tell you where that comes from i heard a good quote and it said um it said uh anybody can do tricks but only certain people can be a magician Hmm. and i was like wow there there is a difference between just doing (laughs) tricks um One of the big things I see a lot like today, you know, with, with social media, a lot of people are just doing quick 15 second little tricks and it's cool visually. If you're scrolling through, you want to see something cool real quick. However, um, one of the things that I think makes magic, magical making people care why you're doing something. Like if you see something, you, you want to, you, you want to feel like a part of a story. You know you want to be involved so i like telling stories when i do stuff because again if you care why i'm doing it then when it actually happens it's even more powerful to you
3: and nowadays too like people's attention spans aren't long like somebody like me that has ADD and ocd you know within 10 seconds if you're not holding my interest i'm up i'm done
2: with it totally totally yeah and it's a different world it's it's one of those things where you, you have to ride that line between you know doing a quick trick and doing a ten hour monologue before you do anything visual you got to find out what, what you know the platform you're using if i'm on if I'm on like a quick thing like I, like I did a thing uh a live stream willie Nelson, the country music star had a live stream with Matthew McConaughey and mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus and all that. And not to name
1: name drop or anything.
2: No, 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 (laughs) What I'm saying they wanted quick. They're like, Hey, (laughs) like we got a hundred of these mega celebrities on and we're putting you in the mix and I'm like, cool. But they're like, you got to make this stuff quick. So there's no time to really go into an in-depth thing. Now, when, when I do my live show, you know, there's a theatrical arc to it and I have the audience there. They're not going anywhere. You know, so yeah, you know, if you're doing a TikTok video or bite or something like that, uh, you gotta be fast. Do right. something cool and, and entertain me.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, did you have any other go on Eric, are you gonna ask some? What like
0: inspired you to make a specific trick? Like where do you do you just come up with it? Do you hear
2: is there like a bunch of magicians talking about it? I'm like I can perfect that. That's that's a great question. I uh, a lot of the stuff that I do <laughs> I'll be honest i'll I'll go I, the, some, some of the best stuff that I've ever come up with happened like this. I go to a bar, I'm hanging out, I'm drinking a beer, and some guy next to me will be like, "Hey, what how you doing? What's your hey like, you want to buy a drink, whatever, blah blah blah. Hey, what do you do for a living?" And that question opens up a can of worms. So I'm like, "Well, I'm an illusionist and a mentalist, magician. <laughs> Oh, I'm yeah! Like, what? Can imagine oh,
0: how to show me a trick.
2: Bingo. And, and a lot of the times people will say stuff, will say what they think is like a dumb joke, thinking that what they're saying is impossible. Like I remember a guy, he had a beer and he goes, you know, it'd be a good trick. Refill my beer, you know, and he was just being, and I was like, you know what? That would be a good trick. You know, so so, so some of the stuff is just on a whim. You know, my friends will be like, yo, you'll know be cool, man. If you could recharge my cell phone battery right, right. now, and I'd be like, huh, huh. And then what I do is I reverse engineer it. I try to figure out like, okay, it, I either have to actually do it or create the illusion that I've done it. And I have a toolbox that I can use to reverse engineer literally anything. So. I just had a request from a lady in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. She asked me to make their convention center disappear (laughs) because they were transforming the logo. She wanted me to make the building disappear and reappear with the new logo. And and I was like, okay, uh, I could do that. Give me a little bit to figure it out. So that's how I come up with stuff, man. Somebody says some crazy, crazy thing. And then I'm like, well, all right. With all this knowledge that I built up from having no social life as a teenager. uh,
1: (laughs) I would have been more more shocked that a woman was allowed to send an email from Saudi Arabia. (laughs)
2: Let me tell you something, (laughs) you're not even joking. It's over there. They just now now, um, opened up their first movie theaters. Movie theaters, women are just now allowed to drive. Like, it, it, it's totally a different scene, man. It's, it's, yeah. and like, here we don't even go to movie theaters anymore. Yeah, just... <laughs> yeah like, that's you what it is. It's 1989, You're you know. Gonna... No, no. Well, really a... quick, Raymond, Wayne, you said, can
1: you refill this beer or no? <laughs> <calm out. laughs>
2: I, I would have to practice, but of course I could. Go on, Raymond. You know, like, when you get the idea of a trick, how
3: long does it take to get? perfected like what's an average like what's the the longest it's taking you to perfect something as opposed to like an average
2: that's a great question too Uh, it depends on the difficulty of the the trick or the illusion or the experiment some of the stuff is very simple it's just like a quick you know it's it's if it involves sleight of hand it's a lot faster than if there are psychological techniques that I need to do uh, or some type of manipulation psychologically. Um, if there's really technical aspects of something where it's, it's very advanced, you know, it can take a long time. So it really does vary. It's kind of like, uh, hmm, like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like dancing, you know what I mean? If you ask how long it takes for somebody to learn a dance, it depends on the dance, you know what I mean? If, 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 it's, if it's the cupid shuffle versus a two-step versus a waltz, versus some crazy, you know, thing, you know, whatever your uh, dance is, they're all at different levels. So yeah, it really depends, man. It could take, it could take an hour where you really work at something and go, I got this. Or there's one that I'm working on right now that it's been several months. My manager's over here laughing cause he knows he wants <laughs> to see it. I've been hyping this shit up like so <laughs> hardcore and he wants to see it. Thanks brother. And, uh, and, and he just got me a beer. Thank you. Um, so, <laughs> I, uh, you. Uh, yeah, he's, he's magical. So, so, uh, you know, it, it's taken me months and months and I'm only a minute, like way into, uh, being able to do it. Like I couldn't even do it right now. Right. It's that hard and that difficult because it's so intense. So yeah, it depends. Now I have to ask you, um,
1: cause I want to get into this. You don't have to answer it. Now David Blaine gets a lot of criticism. A lot of criticism, I feel. Like, oh, you know, Chris Angel and him have had beef. Like, do you feel it's unwarranted? Is that someone you look up to? Do you feel he's I don't want to say cheese ball, but someone like you could outdo if it came down to it like in a magician battle? Is that even a thing?
2: <laughs> like you know what? Magician battles actually happen. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's it's like a real mile. thing,
0: man.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like a rap battle but between magicians it's funny um two of you. my buddies just got angry. i would love to see that i, I would love say money to yo, see two that. magicians. yes you do out. yes you do want to see that because it is awesome yes. right? yeah <laughs>
0: they're yeah. like
2: a the guy will do something then the other yeah. guy will go oh yeah <laughs> and it's like ah wizard battle anyway uh So yeah, I mean, everybody's got their own style. I think just talking about David Blaine, I mean, first of all, an incredible magician and Mm -hmm. what he did, he changed the game from an entertainment standpoint because he took the camera off of the magician Mm -hmm. and turned it onto the audience. And that's some of the best things. Yeah, because, you know, it was always like, I don't know how old you guys are, but like growing up in the eighties, nineties, uh, It was, it was all about a magician on stage doing this and you know, it was all about the magician and you caught maybe a glimpse of the audience. being surprised, but he turned that camera around and showed people from all walks of life freaking out. Now, of course, you know, he started doing his, his big endurance stunts and his uh frozen and ice Yeah, those and, are lame I don't, I don't you know like... and, and a lot of people give him flack for that and, yeah. and you know because they want to see cool magic tricks yeah. what i think he he did though from that standpoint was he took that for pr like mm-hmm. if he like for example i was there when he did his frozen and ice stunt I was actually ironically just by sheer chance the first person allowed through to examine the ice and look at it they let the public walk through and I happened to be standing right at the stanchion where they opened it up and I was looking trying to figure it out and and what he did though he got the whole world there people flew in from Tokyo London just to get footage of him doing this so it was good from a marketing standpoint um but, yeah, I think David Blaine's a great uh, magician. You know, his personality is very introverted and quiet. Like, people say it's like he's on Valium all the time or something. But, uh, but, but you know, he's a, he's a good magician.
1: I would compare him to Dane Cook in the comedy standpoint. Like, mm. Dane Cook, like, made it and paved the way, I feel. And, like, he gets criticized to this day and i think david blaine kind of is a victim of being one of the first to change it and they look back like wow why did we like that stuff so i kind of compared the two but i like them both i thought the david blaine street magic we used to watch raymond and we used to be like in all about it like um yeah. but to move on uh when you when you were growing up did you have like dreams of being something else like i want to be an astronaut or whatnot and you just said fucking i'm doing magic i'd hate to retract back because i know no
2: no no no. uh not you know what i'll be honest not really man like growing up as a kid i always liked magic and i never you know i thought about becoming an artist like i like drawing i like painting i like doing black and white pencil sketches and acrylic paintings and so on and so forth i like art and i always did so i thought maybe i would get into art but you know just i got into a different performance art instead right. so there was no real like mega shift for me it was always um, I wanted to be an art there was a moment though where I almost took a turn and, and it's it's funny because between ages 15 and 18 you know I didn't have any major responsibilities no mortgage payments no car payments didn't have a family you know there was no bills really I just needed kind of gas money Uh, Money to go hang with my friends and so on and so forth. So during that three-year period, you know I built up my career when I turn 18 you get into big boy territory and it's like, all right, buddy You got to figure out what you're doing with your life and I was making decent money doing magic But of course everybody's telling me that I'm crazy. They're like you can't do that for a career What are you gonna be a magician and a mentalist your whole life. You're crazy. And So I actually applied for a position as a sales representative for a bank yeah and i went in did the interview they gave me some sale video sales test to see if i had any ability to sell and da da questionnaire and they passed me and offered me the position and they were like it would basically they put me it was put me to the question like are you going to become a magician or are you going to work for the bank yeah and of course my parents were like work for the bank and do that magic stuff on the side um but at the end of the day i was like you know what nah and i don't know something snapped i i took a left turn (laughs) and tried it and and so so as a kid you know always the arts when it came down to real talk with money you know almost took a detour to banking but ended up doing this
1: but that's amazing you literally the guy we, we just had a boxer on like two nights ago and he talked about that like just going to do what he wanted to love to do. So like, it's once again, every guy we interview, and I always revert back, I hate to his name a lot. Like the, this rapper, Mickey Fax we had on, he went to law school and dropped out after one semester. Cause he was like, I don't want to do this. So like, it's so inspirational to see you guys actually like, you know, give up a comfortable job to go after what you want. It's fucking phenomenal. And like, Let me I, tell you I, envy what. I envy it. I really do, man. It I is airy. It, it is airy, yeah, man. Had,
2: I, I, I'll tell you a story, and it's okay if I share your story. My my manager, I met I met. Imagine my, we
1: imagine we see a red dot on your head, and you're about to get sniped out.
2: Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just it could happen. I've seen crazier things. Uh, <laughs> so he he had a a, a long career, a very comfortable job, yeah. and so forth, and he kind of just started helping me here and there, and then all of a sudden one day, we were like you know, hey, man, things are going great, you know? And and it was like, hey, wanna quit your job and run away with a mind reader? And and he did, and he did. And you know, we've had our ups and downs because he stepped out. What I always call listen, real talk, I I call it the matrix. Everybody lives in the matrix. And this is not a bad thing because 99% of the world does because we have to. As you can see from the collapse of our economy because of the matrix, you know uh, uh, how important it is people need to work the nine to fives that's what runs the world Mm -hmm. but there is room for crazy people like myself (laughs) to decide to be weirdos and get out of i always call it the matrix to get out of there and try to create something on the other side on your own and it's hard man i mean uh, you know you know sleeping in the back of a van for two weeks because you don't have a place to sleep and every day like i'll go do a show right but every day i'm unemployed right i do that show and now i got to go out and find my next job so it's it's an uphill battle what you have to do is you have to kind of um get used to the not the struggle but to the uncomfortable feeling that you have on a daily basis you have to you have to manage
1: your money well too because like it's like let's say an artist sells fifty thousand copies uh, of an album, you don't know if you'll sell fifty thousand. The next album.
2: That's right. Like
1: you need to like. All right, there might be a time, in, in your profession, there might be a time. Hopefully, not for you, but you eventually you fall off. That could happen right. where people yeah. don't care anymore. You know what I mean? So like that's scary, man. Like a lot of people have backup plans. If you don't have one, that's it. Like so, it keeps you working hard as hell, and that's very admirable. Like it, it's very admirable, man. But guys
3: like you your drive is yeah. impeccable it's like something i wish i had was that determination the, the drive the rocky balboa mentality where you're not going to stop you just got to keep going
1: you know you, it is, plus, plus you have great cool. hair you do have, i just have to compliment it again
2: <laughs> <It's phenomenal. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> for Before, you, this but, is it this is the key if, if if everybody has a thing that they love if you love it, like I loved magic and I mm-hmm. love mind reading. If you love something so much, like really, truly, like you just love it. Like you love doing it. You would do it for free. You know, you just yeah. love doing that thing, that thing, that love and that passion is what helps you get through the times when you're broke you don't have a, a, any money coming in because of it, that you're feeling uncertain. Right. Doesn't, that, those things kind of the, 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 the emotional toll it takes on you is lessened because you're like, you know what? I don't really care because I love what I do anyway. And then right. if obviously you have to create a business plan because it's called, for me, anyway. it's called show business. Right. You know, there's the show, but you got to have the business end too and be smart. And do research, but yeah, the the passion and the love, the true, honest is love for doing it, is what it, 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 it makes the makes the hard times just kind of fall to the wayside.
0: Eric, we're you gonna ask him. Before uh, COVID nineteen, uh, how often did you do shows, and and how did you find your work? Did people reach out to you? Did you like? How did you network? How did how did it all work?
2: yeah so it's a good question Uh, initially it was a young man i would ride a bicycle before i could even drive i was 15 i'd ride a bicycle around my neighborhood with homemade flyers and stick them in people's doors and if i handed out 200 flyers and got one phone call i was cool so it went from doing that um to word of mouth you know people seeing me at other events and getting those phone calls and handing out business cards um early on i worked at restaurants actually going table to table doing restaurant magic. So you basically what would happen is you would order your food as a guest. And in that time period between the time you order and the time you get your food, it was my job to go up to those tables and do five or 10 minutes of tricks to kind of make you forget that you're waiting for yeah. your food. Yeah. And, and it was misdirection. And, and what happened was I got paid by the restaurants to do a five to 10 minute commercial. So it was like, hey, here's some magic. Yeah. Here's my business card. And those people would be like, oh, I'm having this party next month. You'd be great. And so, so that's really the core of the beginnings. Now, fortunately for me, you know, television is huge. You know, you go on a major television network. All of a sudden, you're in front of millions of people like that. Um, anything you do on the internet, if it goes viral or semi-viral is great. Uh, and, and from that, however, I've found avenues for me as an entertainer uh, to find people who hire entertainers, um, and, and, you know, different agencies and so on. And over, I've been doing this now and 20, oh man, oh man, let me see 23 years. Wow. So, you know, over that time I've created a great network of, of entertainment buyers. Um, and they, they call me all the time, you know, or send me emails and, and, and now it, thankfully, you know, I'm not working as hard as I used to. The phone rings and the emails come in and I still promote myself, of course, but yeah. but I have a pretty steady flow. And how many shows I do, it depends on the year. You know, I could do 80 shows a year. I could do 200 shows a year. It really depends on how much I wanna work. Yeah, and is there a busy season? What's that? Is there like a busy season for magicians? Um, it depends, it's based on the market. Some magicians, like for example, David Copperfield, he does some ridiculous thing it's like he does like 483 shows a year or something like that because he's doing multiple shows a day like nearly every day um so he doesn't have a season it's just like he's doing his show people come to him um if you're in the college and university market which is a market for people that do what i do uh, yeah. that's seasonal because it's only when school's in session so your your season is fall and spring if you're doing cruise ships that's year round it just determines where you'll be. In the summertime, you'll probably Wayne, be in Alaska. Sorry, sorry, Wayne, you froze up a bit. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's fine. Magic trick.
0: Yeah. 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 Where is it?
2: <laughs> um, yeah, that's it?
0: That, that, that's wild.
2: <laughs> I see th- I see myself frozen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come over on the other camera. Hang on. He appears behind me. I'm gonna freak out. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. Yeah, this is one this is one of those magical moments. If, and if I did uh, if I appeared behind you, even I would freak out. That's that, that's that's one of those uh uh not non purposeful things. This is what happens when you're uh when you're relaxed and drinking a beer over here. This is our time off. So right. and I'll, I'll
1: edit all this shit out. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm say I'm gonna grab a beer
2: real quick. Yeah, no worries. Eric,
1: he's back. <laughs>
2: yeah. We're we're running on battery, so my my manager just leapfrogged the battery. What's the biggest change like in the twenty three years? Like over the years that
3: you've seen with the industry, like what's diff- Like what's tra-
2: changed the most? Um. Wow. As far as magic and mentalism, or as far as like um, something else, like the, the entertainment industry in general
3: you like your division of it, your profession.
2: Um, hang on a second, let me come over here. Where the hell did you appear? How did you get in there? <laughs> <This> guy. <laughs>
1: hey, you were in my living room.
2: Yeah. Hey, hey, I, I'm, 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 in, I'm in your living room, it's amazing. <laughs> we're swapping all the batteries out.
3: It's all right, we're, we're very easygoing people.
2: Here we
3: go. Let's see. If, well, what do we
2: got? Are we back in? Okay, cool.
3: He's in L.A. again. What is going on?
2: So, um, let's see what we got. What, oh, you asked Like,
1: uh,
0: what, no, what's
3: good. the biggest change in the past like over the years with uh, mentalists and illusionists that you've, you've had a change in your act
2: to kind of interact. You know, I, actually, it's a, 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 another good. Again, you guys are great with these questions. So, the biggest thing that's Changed is actually technology. I mean, we're utilizing it right now, but it's it's a, been both a gift and a curse. Because mm-hmm. here's the deal: like, if I tell somebody, like, "Oh, I read your, I can read your mind," one day, almost, kinda now, we're almost here. You, uh, somebody, could go, "Oh, yeah, I ha- I bought one of those too. Like, I have that device too." You know, (laughs) there's an actually a unit right now and you can Google this. I haven't looked it up in a while. It goes over your ear and down, I think the side of your face. And what they've done is they have it, you know, uh, hooked up to to the side of your face and they make you uh, think of images or words just in your mind. You're thinking of it and the photo of what you're thinking of will appear on a, a computer screen. It's able to read the, the, I, I don't know if it's the muscle movement, the subtle microscopic muscle movements in your face and it, and it knows what you're thinking. So technology is one of those things that, I, that I've had hurdles with like, so, uh, for example, oftentimes what I'll do is I'll have somebody, uh, walk away and write down the name of a person, right? That, that that's important to them and fold it up and crumble it up and hold it in their hand. And then I would look at them and try to figure out what they're thinking. Back in the day when I first started, you write it down and people would freak out. Mm-hmm. Now, if I hand somebody a pencil or a Sharpie or something like that, and they or a pen or whatever, to, just to write something down and crumble it up and hold it in their hand, they always, not always, but often now, they'll look at the pen and go is this one of those electronic apple pencils with the <laughs> charging port that right. will send it through wi-fi to your uh, like google I- i'm like what so you they know, think what? You,
1: they think you're they think you're cheating the system no matter yeah. what now When in 05 you just had a pencil in an envelope yeah exactly and i'm still yeah. doing
2: the same old thing yeah. but now people think like they don't even they they don't even have to understand the technology they just think yeah. Oh, there's gotta be it's gotta be sending a Bluetooth signal to the satellite and then you know, I don't know. It, it's crazy. Yeah. But but then again, I don't blame them. Yeah, because for instance, my cell phone, right? I don't care what anybody says, this shit is magical. Like, tell me yeah. how this works. Like, how am I seeing you guys right now? And right. how are we talking to each other through what is essentially yeah. stones melted into form and trees sap? that's made into rubber, that's melted in gold. Like, what is going on here? That shit is magical, yeah. so I don't blame people. But that's been the biggest change. It's kind of like letting people know this is legit. Do you, do you feel some of your like act is hurt nowadays
3: where like, if you do a trick, somebody could go right on the internet, YouTube it to see how it's done? And
1: I'm getting that, I'm getting to that. Uh, to, to add to what he, Ray said, are you pissed that that magician revealed all the secrets?
2: so that that's a that's a you're you're right down the track too um a lot of what i do the majority of what i do you can't go on youtube and find you know it's a skill that's a genuine skill that's developed over time now we all know you could go learn a card trick on youtube and you can learn certain things on youtube Uh, it's a lot about the way you do it as well um for instance there's some things that i do that are variations of an old secret that every magician knows, but I can fool magicians with it because they don't know the little subtlety or the little twist I add to it to change it. It's such a malleable art form that if you change one little thing, it makes it even more deceptive and unbelievable. Um, As far as revealing secrets, again, the technology and the internet is a gift and a curse because It's helped the art of magic because now if people wanna learn, they they don't necessarily have to find a magic shop. I stumbled upon a magic shop. Like I just like happened to have one in my hometown. Does that place still exist? Oh yeah. If you go to the Mingus magic shop in Redding, Pennsylvania and sell them Wayne Hoffman sent you, uh, you'll see They kick you
1: out. Get the fuck out. Uh, Yeah.
2: He'll he'll cock the shotgun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. so. Well, uh, but you know, it's hell technology has helped magic because people right. find it if they really want to learn um, But I think it has also hurt it a little bit um, Because there are certain things like let's say a magic trick, right? Let's say a card trick right. If you wanted to learn a card trick you had to get into a car Drive very far away to a building at a certain time that's open go in buy a book Read that book, sit at home for hours, practice it. You know, it was a whole ordeal. Now I could literally, on my phone, go, "Oh, cool." You know what I mean? And it, and it's over like that. So yeah. the amount of work required to learn magic has kind of been eliminated. Now you got.
1: I have to say this. Sorry, you got the Ellen cosine. Cool. Yeah. Like, how was that? Getting the Ellen cosine um
2: as cool as you think it would be oh yeah that's <laughs> what i'm saying Yeah, so, it was it was great man like like who am i yeah you know what i mean i'm just some guy from the middle of nowhere in pennsylvania and i'm sitting in the chair and ellen's interviewing me like what is right. that like who it was so cool i felt like i was in my tv so like what was worry that you? going right now where are you with penn and teller because yeah that was what i was right? getting the next so so yeah, both of those experiences were were over the top. You know, doing fool us, which you know uh, is for those that w- are watching that don't know it. You know, you have to a magician goes on the show and Penn teller who are world famous magicians. They know everything pretty much about magic. They've
1: been on the Simpsons. Let's be honest.
2: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, if you're on the Simpsons, <laughs> you're, you're good. pretty. You're do, you know, yeah, you're pretty good. You're done. Go, You've made it, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, some some may agree with that. I always, <laughs> so yeah, they know they know everything about magic. So you have to, as a magician, you go on and perform a trick and try to fool Penn and Teller who are also magicians. Right. Um, and it's very difficult to do because they know how everything's done. And luckily for me, I actually, I fooled them and got yeah. the trophy and, and all that stuff, which is super cool. But that was wild because it wasn't just like performing a trick, I had to build It was like a chess game, and I had to be 300 moves ahead of them. I'm thinking, okay, if I look left, they're gonna look left, but they're gonna think that I look left, and they're gonna look right, because they think of this. And then if I say this, they're gonna think this, so then I have to back that up with another thing to, like, so I built this whole architectural mental contraption, and if one little, it was like a house of cards. If one little move went wrong, the whole thing collapsed. Yeah, and so it was probably the most nervous.
0: That's what I was gonna, ask, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna ask. I was so nervous.
2: If you ever got stage
0: fright, or do you just some people don't get it as bad as others, but do you just kind of does it go to the, the wayside as you get you know better at it, or do you still sometimes
2: like when you go on Ellen, you're
0: like holy shit.
2: Um, th- just like stage fright and the fear of public speaking. Mm-hmm. everybody has it that's actually the number one fear in the world above death yeah how you you rather give the eulogy than be in the casket <laughs> straight <laughs> up yeah yeah it's true uh, and, and there's a reason behind that and maybe I'll come back to it and, and explain the reason why it's such a big deal but yeah early on it was a lot more difficult I was in at the school that I went to we were forced to do public speaking in front of large crowds as part of our requirement um, which I think helped me a lot but over the time, over time that you do it, um, it, it gets easier. A lot of it has to do with feeling prepared. Um, you, if you're if you're prepared and you know exactly what you're gonna do, yeah. like you could do it with your brain removed, you're a lot more comfortable. Like you're, you, then you can focus in on entertaining the people rather than the technical aspect of, okay, I gotta move my hand this way and then if I do this and my finger disappears and I put it what? back. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to worry about the technical. Wait,
1: out. I missed it. Do it again.
2: <laughs> you can watch the replay. Uh, you know, you, you, it's, you're worried about the joke, looking at the lady in the front row and the purple yeah. sweat, and talking to her. You know, so over time, it gets easier. The only thing that makes me nervous anymore is live television. Like, I did the Today show twice, and every, both times, man, they go like this. You have three minutes and twenty-seven seconds to wow us, and and they they do not mean three minutes and twenty-nine seconds or three minutes and forty-seven seconds. They they mean that to the T, and they're gonna they're gonna cut and go to some other thing. So it's like you gotta be on point, and there's no retakes. Mm, If you mess up. That's live, TVs like live to, TV like that. I
1: have to ask you about that, Wayne, because uh, one of our friends, Brian, who does these interviews a lot, yeah. he does this show, The Random University, on the channel, a little shameless plug to him. But, um, he does comedy. And he I compare it to if a comedian bombs, have you ever done that? Like where, oh shit, I'm bombing right now. Has that, does that happen to magicians? I was
2: gonna ask. If it um, doesn't
0: work out, yeah. Yeah, like. I'll, I'll,
2: yeah, I mean, I'll give you an example. So just like a general concept. The thing with magic is you have the ability to do this a little bit and dance. For, mm-hmm. for instance, if I said to you, let's say, let's say I take a quarter. And my objective is to levitate this coin, like in my mind, I don't, you know, say, say that if I go up to an audience and I say, watch now, I'm
0: paying attention. I know now, I'm like,
2: now here's the deal if, if that quarter does not levitate, right? Let's say right. I in my head, I'm going, okay, float," And it's not working. You don't know that. Right. Because I did not say I'm going to make it levitate. All I say is just, watch in my head now I can go oh shit it's not working <laughs> however then I go all right in my mind now this is the difference between a professional and an amateur a kid who's just starting doing magic would all go right. watch me levitate this coin eh, it's not working stupid trick yeah. and they get mad and, and clearly they messed it up a magician who is a professional over time would go watch And then they would take the quarter and just go and make it disappear. Now the audience watching would go, Whoa, that was amazing. Having no idea that the trick failed. You know what I'm saying? They don't really know what was supposed to happen versus what actually happened. So, um, again, that comes with experience, do things bomb. You know, if I do my stage show, I I, I do a segment where I read everybody's mind in the audience. I have the whole crowd, it could be a thousand people, it doesn't matter. I tell everybody, think of whatever you want right now. Everybody, a word, name, phrase, number, whatever you wanna think of. And then I say, think of it. And I'll say, uh, you know, whose initials are W, R, and they're thinking of a dog they had when they were a kid. And you know, somebody would raise their hand and I'd say, uh, now we've never met, I don't know you, I don't know the information you're thinking, correct, right? Uh, you're thinking of the little dog you had when you were seven named Fluffy got hit by a car and they're like oh my god and they freak yeah. out um if I do a ton of people let's say I do 30 people eventually just statistically like this isn't a perfect science and I've had it happen where I go you know I, I remember one in particular I, I did a show and there was a guy front row uh, slightly right of center I, he, I said who's thinking of their favorite movie And this guy raises his hand and I said, I forget what I said. It was something like, "You're thinking of Star Wars." And he goes, "No." <laughs> like, oh, OK, well shit, you know? And then I think I tried it again and got it right, or maybe I moved on to the, the, the next person I don't remember. but like, I just didn't get it right. Now, the luck, lucky thing for me in the context of a show is, you know, I'm doing like 30 tricks, or however many I'm doing. So, so people actually give you a little leeway where, especially in that segment where I could just move to the next person and it's like, the odd thing is with what I do, it almost makes it more real if you get it wrong. Mm-hmm. If I read 80 people's minds and I get them all right, I think subconsciously people go, this has got to be. a that's
1: like, that's like getting a 100 on a test. Right. You're cheating. You know, right. you always yeah. gotta get a couple questions wrong to make exactly. up the ninety five. That's a great you know? what a I know. great I mean challenge. it is I mean it is what it is. Yeah. I mean I'm good
0: at we're we just gonna it gloss over the fact that you made that quarter disappear. Are we gonna act like- <laughs> <laughs> I'm still wondering a lot better with him, so yeah, I have, in-
1: I have to ask you, uh Wayne, I remember um the the trick you did, I'll never forget at the graduation party. You had a card with a name written on it, and somehow, maybe I imagine this, somehow no. you had it, it was in my dad's wallet.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're
1: laughing. How does that happen? <laughs> He's like, Yeah, I did that. How does that, you literally, Eric, this guy, because Eric wasn't at the party, he wrote his name on a fucking like seven of clubs and goes, Oh, where is it? Ray, check your wallet. My dad checked his wallet, and oh, the it was in there. How
2: is that oh, possible? I know. What's weird is, (laughs) you've just totally brought that up. What's weird is, I actually have something in my wallet right now that you might find interesting. It's my license? It's your dad's wallet. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) hey, it's your dad's wallet. No. Uh, My dad would be like, give that the fuck back.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm gonna try something. Um, Since you brought it it up, Yep. um, weird question, okay? and I'm gonna keep this here. Test, test Eric because Eric's never really. Uh, Eric wasn't around
1: in, for yeah. my graduation party. Go down
2: the i Fate. So, but. so we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, okay. let, we'll get Eric involved here. I think everything happens uh, for a reason. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna keep this here. If you let me ask you a quick question, Eric, before yeah. I even do anything, if you were to go on a free vacation somewhere, all expenses paid, oh. go anywhere you want. What? Tell us out loud. Where would you go if you could go anywhere in the world? Pre-COVID, Italy. All right, imagine you're in Italy, right? You go into a hotel. What's your imaginary hotel room number in Italy? Make it up and tell us. Tell so you right now? Yep. I know what it is. 17. Okay, is that your lucky number? Yeah. I had a feeling. Uh, and you you, you know—you were able to, to, to guess it as well. Remember the wallet that I told you about? Here, look, uh, here, well, I'll show you. Okay, good, my, 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 my manager's on it. Hector. Where, okay, what camera, this camera? Cool. Look, no. It's not. no it's
0: not.
2: Behind my driver's license, no. i flash my uh, thing. There, uh, my. <laughs> I don't want anyone knowing my address. In here, in in the plastic behind my driver's license, no. I have this post-it note, right? No. And I put this in my wallet earlier as a. Can't deal with this. Check this out. No. I have two things <laughs> written on here. It says. It says, Italy. Seventeen, I can't Italia, feel- Italia, seventeen. Yeah, are right,
1: is you that? How <laughs> <do> you- <laughs> <laughs> no, man, that
0: is, that is fucking amazing.
1: Eric, how is that? And he disappeared. Yeah, <laughs> Eric,
0: fifty-nine. Like this is crazy.
1: All right, I have to say, this isn't even pre-recorded. This is legit. How did? I know you'll never reveal it, but like, Eric,
0: do you? Have- now it I don't know. I don't know if it's the second beer that got to me or this is real. Life, but I'm a fan. My birthday's coming up soon. I'm gonna call you. Cool. There you go. How the fuck did you do that? I don't understand. Just a hunch. Do you do you like doing the magic? Like, do you know? Hold the on,
3: magic. hold
1: on. So I'm sorry. I mean, one second. But like, what if I hadn't said, "Let's not get Eric." What if Eric wasn't here? I messaged him an hour before the show yeah, and said, "Like, hey, you want to come on?" <laughs> like, you know it's crazy. Crazy
2: to be here. Yeah. That's gonna keep you up tonight.
1: No, I'm gonna no, I'm gonna drink myself to sleep and pass out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll talk about it tomorrow at work. I'll be like, i like, oh my god, and like, like no, like never mind. But like, um, the the reaction to magic from people I know are amazing.
2: Like, yeah. so way I, I, better I, than the quarter one. That's way better than the quarter one. Oh, well, that guys. was just a throwaway, you know. Oh, I yeah, was, that I was nothing. I didn't even, I don't even know if it was magical. That was, uh, that's, but,
0: infuriating.
2: that's infuriating. That's <laughs> infuriating. Mean,
0: for the rest of the night, I'm like, what if I just, I was thinking Portland in the back of my head, but like, you know, Italy, like I just. Uh,
2: I, it was just sure. meant to be. How's but I'm glad possible? you said it in early 17, otherwise that would have been a terrible ending to that uh, experiment.
0: 17 was like my random football jersey in like yeah. sixth grade, and I just stuck with it I
2: know. Can you go no. to my games? Did no, you go not to- even
1: have a pencil with you. Like, yeah, you-
2: it, it, <laughs> I wrote it earlier. But uh, – hell, <laughs> no, Eric, he Dude's a real deal. Dude's a real deal. Oh, thanks, this
1: man. Is why, this is why my friend Sean, 15 years later, still fucking remembers you.
2: <laughs> that cool, is amazing. Well, that's, that's awesome. Amazing. You know what? Like that makes me feel good because, like, really, at the end of Bro. the day, man, I'm I'm fortunate I can pay my bills doing this. But that's why I do my job. That's what I you was know? gonna ask. Like, go is on, right, yeah.
3: Favorite? Is that your favorite part of what you do? Is seeing the people without, like, a, doubt.
1: Yeah. without yeah, a doubt. That's not my favorite fucking part. The <laughs> <laughs> Where's that magician with the mask on? I need him to
0: reveal it. That's cool. Oh wow. That's, weird. that's
1: fucking weird. weird. Like, I know Eric will be on waves tonight with like a bunch of his girlfriends. Dude, he's 17, 17.
2: <laughs> nobody's crazy. gonna believe you. You're gonna sound like a crazy person if you, oh, yeah. you should watch the podcast, bro. I <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: hey, wouldn't believe what?
0: that that wasn't staged, so that's uh, yeah. Because, Right, yeah, and, and, just, and that's, that's really TV. a
2: thing I swim upstream with. Like, we all here. Like you guys know that that wasn't prearranged. If anybody watches this, yeah. they're gonna be like, "Oh, well, he just talked to him beforehand," which I did not do. Of course.
1: I could safely say I'm a pretty upfront guy. Like, and I would have, I wanted you to fail. <laughs>
0: <A lot laughs> <of> you. <laughs> and you I didn't. know, I was gonna like, he's gonna have like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know, if you have like 15 of them, 15.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That was amazing. God damn you. Fuck. Just
0: <laughs> tough, man. I I I'm, sorry, I'm I, I, cursing. That's the craziest thing about cursing. I love it.
1: Oh, you're it. Hector's yeah. over there. I'm sorry. I'm cursing.
2: No, 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 no. Hector curses more than anybody.
1: Yeah, cuz you're probably pulling these damn tricks on him
2: Yeah. <laughs> Bro, <are> we want <laughs> chicken
0: hot. sandwich again?
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, I have to ask um so I know you're involved which sounds like a cult, so yeah. I have to ask. You're involved in the International Brotherhood of Magicians? what is that
2: (laughs) yeah so so any anybody like if you're into anything like if you're into cars Mm -hmm. there's a car club where you meet every Saturday if you're if you play poker there's a game going on at some dudes house right now where you can go and hang out and it's the same with any hobby or anything like any sport you know there's organizations that um, that meet so magicians you got to think man we keep secrets for a living we I'll be frank um, I would love to tell you how I do this stuff because like like it's it's cool once you actually learn how it's done it's almost more impressive to see how hard it is to do and I want to share my secrets I can't talk to anybody about know. this stuff like who am I talking about that with nobody the only people I can talk to are magicians so there's there's several organizations around the world that are for magicians where we can hang out and finally blow off steam and go, oh, all right, let me show you this move. You know, yep. let me, let's talk about the secret. Is that where the battle, is that where the battles ensue? Yeah, they actually do competitions. <laughs> nice. Yo, <I> <laughs> massive cash prizes. Uh, and if you go to one of those, those meetings or conventions and you you enter the competition, like you better be bringing heat to that. Yeah, league. man. <laughs> the best in the world are there. You better if be you bringing win, bars. <laughs> Yes, yeah. correct, yeah. you no, better have no. bars for days, like you have to be ready. And, yeah. and, and so, yeah, it's an organization where people meet and, and I mean, you sign an agreement, you get a membership card. Um, Houdini was the president uh, of, of some of these organizations, you know, it's a it's a deep rooted thing that stems back, you know, many, 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 many years. And, and it's, uh, yeah, it's a way for magicians to help each other, talk about secrets, learn new things, and then of course there's little benefits uh, a lot of magicians are self-employed so they offer right. you different types of insurance it's uh so yeah man it's a group uh to to, to hang out with other people that like the stuff that you like <laughs>
1: yeah. that's cool i'm glad it's not a cult uh Eric. no no no
2: i i i i i mean magicians as a whole could start a cult i'm sure like I I know how to turn wine, water into wine, you know. I know how to I could walk on water. Are
1: you I legit can, saying you're Jesus Christ? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, Breaking but I, I can Same do I everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm mean, I I could do some things that that people would believe are ha, right. that would make them have a religious experience. Yeah, yeah. That's and, cool. And that doesn't would you, come now with, would
1: you do that at the expense of them let, let, let me let me throw a scenario out like let's say like a dying like old Italian lady who really believes in God uh really wants to see the light or whatever and the family calls you in and says I know this isn't real but like it'll comfort them as they're dying would you compromise like your uh, beliefs to do that for them or is that something like no I don't want to Falsely advertised. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: No. So, so there is a line. Like, there's a, yeah. there's a. It, it's. I don't know if it's a clear line or a gray area, but there's this line between, like, like okay, so Italy seventeen. You know, knowing someone's gonna think that <laughs> specific thing, that okay. is like that's psychic. If you let, let, let let's yeah. put it this way. Let's say you went to the boardwalk in Atlantic City, New Jersey or any, any boardwalk in the world or a carnival and you saw a psychic come in 20 bucks, mm-hmm. right? And a psychic would go, they, if they told you that, like if they said, think of something right now, you're thinking of Italy in 17, you'd be like, you're psychic. Like, yeah. wow, how'd you know that? Like you have supernatural powers. And, and if I told people that I had supernatural powers and that I, I, I you know was supernatural, I believe a large majority of those people would believe me. So right. there's this kind of gray area where, you know, I could use my powers for evil to answer your question. Simply. No, I would never get right. involved in anything that would be like taking advantage of people. Right. I'll be frank. It Good. crossed my mind. Okay. i like, I could really hustle people. At least you're like, honest
1: though. Fuck yeah. It. Like
2: for example, I'll give you a prime example here. Let me show you something. Oh, here where we go. When I was 16, right, I took a road trip with my buddy Tom. We went to St. Louis because he grew up there. And we went to um, uh, this, like, riverfront area, cobblestone street, where you walk around. Anyway, a street hustler came up to us. And since this time, I've learned all the street hustles, all the scams, all this stuff. It's part of just being a magician. You learn how to trick people, you know, and, 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 and do illusions and stuff. This guy walked up to us, and he... I knew to stay away. Like this guy knows more than we do. Never bet right, right. a, a man at his own game. And but my buddy Tom was like, "No, I know, man." And he ended up losing money because of it because he was certain. I'll show. I'll show you. In fact, can you switch cameras here? I'll give you guys the, the this this uh, close up shot here, so you guys can get a real good look. I want I want to make sure you're okay. seeing everything crystal clear. So I have a two, an ace, and a three. Your job is to follow the ace.
0: Okay. All right. Eric, so you
2: got this. Can yeah. follow
0: right.
2: the ace now there's only three cards and I know you guys have been drinking so I'll, I'll try to make it a little <laughs> easy on there. all right so I'll it. give you a hint all right so follow the ace there's these two here and then there's this one over here so all you have to do is keep your eye on the ace now at this point I could bet people money and say where do you think it is and people would lay down cash right now right yeah. they're pretty certain nine out of ten times that that's over here but the ace is actually over here you see? and if you would have bet money oh, you yeah. would have lost money on that deal you know what I'm saying yeah, no shit so right there if I did that on the street I could right. people all day long right Cash galore, but I I don't cross into the telling people I'm psychic. Right. I don't cross into abusing people. I don't cross into hustling people. um, But I definitely could. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mm-hmm. I,
0: I, I, go on, Eric. Go on. Uh, no, I was going to ask earlier when you were saying um, when all the ma- magicians meet together. You know how comedians sometimes blame each other for stealing each other's jokes. Is that kind of the same in the magician world? It's like, hey man, I came up with that, and you did. Yes, it. Wayne. These are great questions,
2: by the way. Yeah, the, all of them are. I the know. answer is not only yes, <laughs> like it's an uh, an adamant yes. In fact, wow. this is not even a this is not even a lie. Before we came on and started recording, I could probably pull it up on my phone. I just read a whole. I, I I'm li- literally thinking I could pull this up like literally right now i read a whole thing i won't i won't go through a whole like diatribe this guy put online about some guy stealing some other guy's tricks it happens all the time because and i just had this conversation with my manager hector um you cannot patent a magic trick right like some physical device there is no way you can like legally make it your own because for instance, if I take a coin or whatever and I make it disappear, there's, that's, not like, that's not like an iPhone with programming and certainly it's, it's just a physical action you take and words you say and you can't like put a patent on that. So all the time, you know, I think it, it, a lot of it stems from a, a, um, people who are beginners in magic that don't really know how to create they look to their the, they look up to people that they admire and just copy them word for word and do what they do because they like that. And they don't realize it, that it's not really okay because they're naive to it. And then other people do it maliciously like yeah. oftentimes a guy will create a magic trip trick like an idea, make a prop of some sort and even that you can't like patent. Right. and instantaneously there's knockoffs left and right everywhere and people selling them there's a lot of thievery man it's bad uh, how same- the fuck
1: how did you never end up i mean i don't want to i don't know you like your rap but like how did you did you come close to landing a show like in vegas or anything like i mean like this shit's amazing i, I know like maybe you don't think of yourself that highly but I mean, I'm texting my friends right now, explaining what you just did to Eric, and it's been 20 minutes.
0: <laughs> so, like, That's funny. Eric, is just like, you won't believe, so, like, have you, what, what. I'm going to tell everybody I've ever met. Like, you know, yeah, like, I'm, I'm huh. going to steal that joke, just to tell you, I'm going to put 17 in Italy in my wallet. where you want to go,
1: man, all
0: right. But, like, what, 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 um,
1: yeah, what uh, deal have you had in place that were you ever close? Like, fuck, man, Carrot Top has Vegas. Like, <laughs>
2: Yeah, no question. Yes. (laughs) Here's how it works. A lot of people don't understand Las Vegas. Las Vegas is is not, people go there and they have a good time, but they don't understand the the business world of Las Vegas. Mm. If you do a show in Las Vegas, and I mentioned this earlier, David Copperfield works nearly every single day. He has one dark day, as they call it, a day off. I think it's like Monday or whatever, where he's not performing. And the rest of the time, he's like doing two shows a day, every day, like, the entire year, you know, like three hundred whatever days a year. Um, that means you have to live there. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? You live in Vegas and yeah. you work every day. There's no you can't take off. You know, you got a whole casino, like you're you're I don't want to say you're a slave, but like you're a workhorse for the casino at that point. And don't get me wrong, you know, if you get like Celine Dion had a contract there, Britney Spears, you know, all these, Elton John, they had these mega stars have contracts, but there's different ways to do it. You can come in and rent a room in a casino. It's called four walling. It's where you as a person or an entity pay to be there but you also have to pay for all your advertising you have mm-hmm. to pay for the, the you know the, the security you have to pay the ticket box office people you have to so it's a lot of money in order to do that and you could get investors and so on um initially i i never wanted to live in vegas it wasn't a place i wanted to actually spend my life Right, I didn't want to grow up and live and 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 be in Vegas just because it's not my not my cup of tea. And I enjoyed traveling. For me, I love going to new cities, traveling around the world. You know, I'll have a show in Dubai and then a show in London, show in Miami. I love that. Like I really yeah. enjoy all of that. So like sitting in Vegas in a casino every night doing yeah Repetitive. No, it wasn't for me now with that being said i did a show i did i did a couple shows on the east coast in atlantic city at what is now the uh, hard rock hotel and casino um the room that howie mandel has it's a it's about a 1500 seat theater um i had that we took that over and did a ticket master event for about two months and it was my show uh you know nightly and it was it was cool to stay there for like two months um, I went to the Hard Rock in Vegas uh, a couple years ago and talked to them about the potential of setting up a show, just to kind of mm-hmm. like get get put my feelers out and see what's going on, but I never ended up actually going through with it. Maybe one day. I just got to want to live in Vegas. That's what it boils down to. Um, I-
3: favorite place. What's your favorite place to actually perform?
2: Like Venue City Country City. city. Wow. My favorite city to, like, uh, hmm, that's tough, man. Now, do you mean for like the performances or for like just the culture and the vibe of the city? Yeah, the culture and the vibe of it, like. Oh, okay, wow, that's a good question. Let me think about that, because man, I've been a lot of places. I'll kind of give you the rundown. I I don't know if I have a favorite um, because I've been everywhere from, I mean, like, I've been everywhere from Tokyo to Sheboygan, Wisconsin. You know what I'm Mm. saying? And everywhere in between, I've hit them all, man. So um, here here are my thoughts just on vibing and travel. Like, um, first of all, anywhere in Japan, you might as well get on a rocket ship and go to a different planet because that's like the biggest culture shock in the world. It's totally out there, like totally out there. Like you'll walk into a store and there's no humans. Like you walk up and a robot walks up to you and you say, I need milk and it'll be like, follow me. And you follow a robot, and it takes you to the milk, and then there's no humans to cash out. It's all like robotic, electronic, through you know, crazy stuff. Like, that is nuts. Totally nuts, yeah. man, totally nuts. Uh, anywhere in French Polynesia is nice, because it's like uh, you're walking into a magazine cover, Morea, Bora Bora, Tahiti, right. with the huts out over the water. Seeing that was just like, I thought, ah, it's not gonna be as nice as it looks in like, in on in, on online oh, cool. or in magazines yeah it does yeah it does let me say Tahiti bro if you go to one of those high-end resorts like uh, I think the Four Seasons or whatever yeah. that is um, amazing so just for like that view, cool Dubai is cool I, I like the vibe there um, London I really like London a lot I keep bringing up these cities I love Australia mm. like um, um, Melbourne Melbourne, Melbourne, yeah, you know, Mel- Melbourne, uh, Australia is cool. The vi- I like the vibe there. Cities in the U.S. Um, it depends what you're looking for. You know what I mean? Like I love Austin, Texas. I love San Francisco. I love L.A. I love San Diego. You know, there's so many great cities just in the U.S. It's it's yeah. tough to pick one yeah. place, man. Really now, what's your favorite number? Favorite number is six.
1: Yeah, Eric's writing it down here. <laughs>
2: Unbelievable! Look at that! <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable! You're hired, man. Wayne,
1: uh, now you're not allowed in casinos, right? Is that um,
2: correct? Uh, correct. Wow. Um, <laughs> this is kind of a funny thing. I could sneak in, uh, not sneak in. I could go to a casino, and as long as I'm not rated or, or using a, a you know ID like a like a comp card or something, right. I could likely play. And skate out of there if I use my skills to win mm-hmm. and I'm winning absurd amounts of money uh, it's likely I'll be asked to leave um, I was it was wow this is going back this is like it was I remember actually Christmas Eve of 2005 I think it was I what why I was at a casino on Christmas Eve I'll never know but I was at <laughs> I was at a casino and I was playing blackjack and I got out of the gate I got uh Uh, It was a hard 20. I think I had two queens. Now you're sitting with a 20 split. Hey, like you can't, you can only, that's like as high as you can get without getting a blackjack. Well, I doubled down. Now for those that don't play blackjack, if you double down, that means you have to take a card. You're going to take one card and the so therefore the only way I could have won that hand is if I pulled an ace. So I had two queens I doubled down, everybody around me thought I was a lunatic. They're yelling, what are you doing? You're an idiot, what are you doing? I said, just wait, boom, ace of spades. That table just erupted, right. they lost their minds. And I think it was that at that point that I got flagged. Oh um, man. Because I got a little cocky and I shouldn't have done that. I should have just right. played it cool and played the hand the way you were supposed to play it. Good money. Um, and a series of events that led up to that. But yeah, that right. that was the thing that put the nail in the coffin. Oh, right. yeah. yeah.
1: Before I get to our gun to your head segment, uh, Raymond, Eric, you have any other questions?
0: Not now. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right. Wayne, we're going to get to a gun to your head segment, man. Uh, this is this first thing that comes to your mind. I'm trying to play magic tricks on you here. Are you ready for this?
2: No, I'm not really. Well, I have no idea what's about to happen. Right, let's
1: do it. Would you rather ride a unicycle or be a black belt? Ooh, black belt. Okay. David Blaine or Chris Angel? Blaine. Android or iPhone? iPhone. Would you rather own a giraffe as a pet or a dolphin?
2: Ooh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's go, giraffe.
1: All right, you're from PA. Eagles or Steelers?
2: Eagles. Ooh,
1: there you go, Raven. You're good. <laughs>
2: Favorite state you've traveled to? State. Ooh. Ooh, let's say California.
1: Oh, nice. Hulu or Netflix?
2: I'm a Netflix
1: guy. Laser tag or kickball? Laser tag. Would you rather get paid the rest of your life and change or reveal all your tricks? Change. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. I can't reveal anything. I'm fucking stupid. Yeah, right? he doesn't have money. He doesn't have no would more you, money. <laughs> would you rather get a root canal or need stitches?
2: Ooh, root canal.
1: Root canal. Wayne Hoffman and everyone, plug yourself, Wayne, where can we catch you, what future What future things you got going on?
2: Yeah, you know what, if you want to keep up with me, you can hunt me down uh, on online. If you go to waynehoffman.com, you can find everything about me. In fact, for everybody that watches this, I have a book out called Mind Candy. It's available on Amazon, iTunes books. If you want a free download uh, on it, though, just go to my website, hit shop, and type in the discount code WayneLovesMe. Wayne loves me, and you'll get a free download of my book, Mind Candy. Uh, so that's a gift from me to you. And then other than that, humming me down on social media, all the hot things that are now that won't be cool in like six months. I have an Instagram, Wayne Hoffman. Twitter's Wayne Hoffman. You can find me on Facebook, Wayne Hoffman 99. And uh, I even have a TikTok, Wayne Hoffman99. I have it all. All the social media things, I'm easy to find. Yeah. <laughs> MySpace. All the way. Wait, it. honestly,
1: man, thanks for coming out. You didn't have to
2: do this, and this we appreciate awesome. it a
0: lot, bro. No, thanks it fun. a lot. You blew no, my you mind. I can't sleep, but it's all good.